Welcome, Black Hollywood Live fans. On today's Fit Club, we talk symptoms of stroke, an herbalist sentence to jail, and eating your way to mental health. Stay tuned. You're tuned into Black Hollywood Live, the world's first digital broadcast network devoted entirely to urban entertainment and pop culture. Tune in right now. Welcome, Black Hollywood Live fans. We are back. Uh, missing our music at the top, though. I know. Uh, Things too. change. You just... Move on with the times. YouTube and these copyright issues. I tell mm-hmm. you, man. I remember when you could just throw up a video on YouTube and just have a good time and share. a lot share. of things on YouTube and, at one point. Man, I tell you. But, um, but we got us and some great content, so <laughs> uh, let's break it down. Um, our first story, of course, is the sad death of Luke Perry. Mm-hmm. Um, that was hit me tough because that was like... One of my idols growing up. Uh, and yeah, they were supposed to bring back uh, 90210 too. The like day the, the like he had the stroke, it looks like, yeah. yeah, they had announced. I didn't even know that was the in the works. The day before, yeah. yeah. And I, I was getting tired of all these remakes where they bring in like a new cast and like the people are peripheral. I was So this was like an exciting thing that they yeah. were going to redo. Um, but yeah, so sad to hear of the stroke and 52 years old, you know, so it was really a shock. But it shouldn't be too much of a shock because people are suffering strokes a lot younger now. Um and I think, so they're kind of looking at this, you know, obviously it being in the news, it's being looked at a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And it looks like 15% of all ischemic strokes, um, which make about 87% of all strokes, are happening to the young and adolescents. And, you know, there's different risk factors, smoking, diabetes, high blood pressure. Stress. High blood cholesterol, um, obesity, of course, mm-hmm. and cardiovascular disease. So, you know, I, I think we're all suffering from this. Obviously, the obesity epidemic right now mm-hmm. is huge. So, but, you know, he, he wasn't, you know, he didn't seem obese, and you, you would think that, you know, being a celebrity, he'd have somewhat of a healthier yeah. lifestyle. Giving in, like, the L.A., the, he's probably a healthy li- lifestyle, but I also think that in the culture that we have now, like, if you live in L.A., you're probably eating healthy, but, like, the thing is, the food is not as healthy that it, as it used to be. So yeah. you probably are trying to eat healthy, but, you know, you're still at a minor disadvantage. And I don't know and, if he was a smoker. I don't, know. I don't think so, but I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, but then on top of that, you add the stress. Yeah. I think uh, stress and the fact that we're attached to our phones and we're we're connected way more than we were 10 years ago, yeah. it, it plays into a part two. So I think even though somebody appears healthy, all the all the little things chipping away, if you don't kind of step back and reset, that might be an issue. Yeah, and even if we know we're not healthy, we don't think, oh, I might have a stroke at 52. We, mm-hmm. you know, we think, I might have a stroke at years down the line. Right. And so it's important for people to watch out for this. And apparently there's um, something called FAST, which is what you want to look out for, a quick acronym. So A, I mean, F, <laughs> the, F the face is drooping. Mm-hmm. A, the arms are weak. Mm-hmm. S, the speech is difficult. And then T, is time to call 911. Right. So FAST. Face is drooping, arms are weak, speech is difficult. Those are the symptoms. Uh, yeah, I, I really hope they were going to get to him in time because, you know, some people had come out in support and... Some of them had suffered massive strokes and yeah. had come back and were talking. Well, fine he was in the now. hospital. Yeah, and then the next day he was pronounced dead. So yeah, I think they said I don't been, think he ever regained consciousness. Yeah, it might have been something in addition to. So unfortunate there, but it, it you know it does highlight um, these risk factors. So hopefully people are taking um, better note and better better care of themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, next story um, involves something that we all try to do it uh, do is weekend the weekend sleep in. Um, I, I think probably everyone is guilty of this at some point. But at some point you think, okay, I'm going to have this day to make up all the sleep I didn't get, whatever right. day it is. Um, but a lot of studies show it doesn't help and it actually may hurt. Uh, what they're finding now is, finding now is that sleep deprivation actually re- um, leads to overeating. Mm-hmm. And they did a, uh, a study in the Journal of Current Biology, 36 men and women over 10 days. 
and they divided up into three groups. One group slept um, nine hours a day. Um, so they got nine hours to sleep. Hopefully they took all advantage of all nine hours. The second group, they were only allowed five hours of sleep every single night mm-hmm. over ten days. And the third group got five hours of sleep every night, but the two week a night were allowed to sleep as much as they needed to catch up on. Mm-hmm. And they found that the group that slept in, the men gained 3% in weight and the women gained 0.05% in weight. And the sleep-deprived group gained 2.8% in weight for men and the women 1.1%. Well, there was no change in the other group. Mm -hmm. So it it definitely, uh, sleeping in doesn't help. It actually hurts. You know, you're going to gain more weight. And, you know, they're saying it it disrupts your biological rhythm Uh and you tend to overeat when that happens. Your hormones go out of whack. And so a lot of times when our our hormone for, for increasing our appetite kicks in, mm-hmm. we as humans tend to actually overeat anyways. So even though, so when you increase the, horm- the, uh, the hormone that, I think it's garotin, garotin mm-hmm. but leptin suppresses and the other one increases your appetite. When you increase it, it, it looks on average that we actually overeat. So increasing it doesn't help you to eat just the right amount either. I think it also depends on, uh, there's like so many situations. Like if you're a nine to five, how many kids you have, what, you know, all the, uh, all the outside factors. Because I know, like, growing up, uh, it was my brother and I, my mom worked a nine-to-five, you know, we are very active kids, so on, on Sundays, guaranteed, they're sleeping into double, double digits for, like, yeah. 10 o'clock. Yeah. So, it's just kind of, I, I think, even though you, you're, sometimes you can't avoid not getting as much sleep because well, of outside factors. True, but in terms of this study, they actually accounted for all the all the outside factors that someone might not be getting sleep for. Mm-hmm. So they did they did control for that in terms of these people. No one had a newborn. No one had anything that would disrupt their sleep. Right. So that they were able to take advantage of this study. But I, but even if you do have a situation where you feel like you need to sleep in, mm-hmm. technically you shouldn't because it's not going to help. And some other studies have shown it doesn't even help with the fatigue, that you actually might feel more tired if you try to sleep more hours. I don't know about that. I think <laughs> it just depends on the circumstances. Like if you sleep in... Like, say, you every day you get up at 6 or 7, and then on yeah. Saturday you get up at 8 yeah, or yeah. 9, and then on Sunday you get up or eight, at 8 I or mean, 9. Yeah. It's, it's totally different than sleeping in until 12. Oh, yeah. And sleeping when the body's tired is, is fine. But, yeah. you know, some people say, let me catch up and get an extra 3 oh, or 4. Oh, yeah. That, that doesn't – I can't even do yeah. that. Like, my body's like, no, we, we're yeah, good. Yeah, we're, we're up. Yeah. yeah so <laughs> it's like – I mean, you might, like, do the whole phone thing. And then it, d- too, depends on – like, some people – Count sleeping in is as you're just staying in your bed and you're like watching TV and you're on yeah, your phone. Yeah. That's not really sleeping in. You're still yeah, like very minimal activity, but still something. Yeah, but so, I don't know about that one. <laughs> well, if you're sleeping in and you're gaining weight, that might be an area. That yeah, you're like let me see if I want to. Because it's, it's actually better to try to just average it out over the week so that right. you're at least not messing up with your uh, your hormones. And yeah, your, your biological. Try product. to go to bed at the, around the same, same time, time and get up at the same time. Yeah, so you'd rather even it out rather than disrupt. Yeah. Um, but, you know, bottom line, get more sleep. And they are recommending that adults should be getting seven hours of sleep um, per it's night. Not even, I don't know. <laughs> Can be tough. Talking. Yeah, I don't know about that one either. Um, our next story is interesting. And actually, I, I like this story because I think it's the, the nexus of where we are in society of medicine. But this herbalist was sentenced to jail um, over prescribing herbs to a 13-year-old boy um, who was suffering from type 1 diabetes, mm-hmm. um, who suffered cardiac arrest the next day. And, of course, the mother had believed in this herbalist, you know, teachings, had gone to some of his courses. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he came and saw the child, was, like, gravely ill, I guess. And he said, no, 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 no insulin. Just give him these herbs. He'll be fine. Nothing right. to worry about. And, of course, um, he died the next day. The L.A. city attorney right here in Los Angeles, um, Mike Fuhrer, has, you know, was the guy that was the one that charged him. He got 120 days in county jail. 
uh, 48 months of probation, a $5,000 fine, also charged with um, practicing medicine without a license mm -hmm. and child abuse, um, which are misdemeanors. He's got to put the, on his herbal, his, he's got to put a warning label on his herbs now. Right. He had to pull down his videos off of YouTube where he was saying, saying herbs over medicine, got to go down. Oh, wow. Um, and so, yeah, so, the, so that was the totality of it. I'm only going to attend some counseling sessions. Do they have? I didn't know herbalists had, like, an official medical degree. They don't. That's why he was guilty of practicing medicine yeah. without a license. Oh, uh, <laughs> but how can you get a license if you're practicing herbs? Like, No, no, so he was practicing medicine without a license. So what he was doing was saying, don't take insulin. He's practicing medicine. He was... He was putting himself as an expert in medicine, giving her advice regarding... Oh, yeah. gotcha. So for her, he was a medical expert, and he put himself out as such, oh. and was practicing medicine by telling her not to. If somebody's prescribing herbs, uh, like herbs to me, it's, I don't assume that they have a medical license. It, it, so it's, it's a degree of reason, reasonability. And so right. this, this guy, and I didn't look too deep into exactly what he did, Timothy Morrow, um, but he had courses, and you know, mm -hmm. so he was really putting himself out there as that expert. And like, if a reasonable person would rely on you yeah. as a medical expert, then you'd yeah, be Yeah, it's usually the license. secondary when the, like, especially if it's something grave, that's usually the secondary yeah. um, well, that's what it modern should medicine be, but doesn't I, work. I think it should be the secondary, right? Mm -hmm. Or, But in some instances, I think even we kind of say maybe it should be the primary, depending on what's going on. And I think we're at that intersection of science and medicine, but enough knowledge of herbs and mm -hmm. what's out there that we're trying to do this whole balancing test. And you know, I'm, I'm glad this guy got time for it, because you don't want someone out there going, hey, look, don't pay attention to the doctors. Right. But you do want to say, maybe be wary of the doctors at times, because there might be something out there, but... Mm -hmm. So, I yeah. think it just depends on it, it's also dependent on um what you do on a daily basis. Like if you're doing prevention, then I definitely prescribe to more, you know, holistic. But mm -hmm. if it's something where you're not necessarily taking care of yourself and you're just kind of going with through the motions and one day you know, you have um Alex Trebek just got um I think pancreatic sta cancer, yeah, yeah, stage 4. I mean, Holistic medicine at this point probably is not the first choice. Yeah, but but again, Steve Jobs he went with holistic medicine as his first and choice. He passed away. And and I and I heard I think the type of cancer he had was highly curable when they caught it. Mm -hmm. You know, and had he gotten the the conventional treatment, probably would have lived. Um, just numbers wise. Mm -hmm. But it's it's again, how do you balance it? Because so many people are saying, well, these doctors are trying to kill us, and mm -hmm. the industry is really tilted towards you know trying to get drugs into your body. Right. <laughs> so whether or not they help you, so. It's just really tough, I think. The, I think. The, yeah, I, I think what you said is true about um, what you have. Because if it's something where it's like an illness like cancer yeah. or whatever, it's totally different than um, like a modern cold or yeah. something that's, you know, not necessarily uh, deadly. Yeah. And you can't turn deadly. Yeah. So I think that that's, that's where it kind of comes into to play. Because either way, if you have cancer in Los Angeles or in the United States, you're going to be paying money anyway. And, and, so. and you just got to be careful out there. Because now, with the production value of these YouTube videos and oh. Vimeo, you can watch something and it can just appear to be complete and whole fact and truth mm -hmm. and with the number of doctors that are backing up. And, so you, and you have to watch the studies and where they're coming from. So it's, it's tough that we have to be so vigilant. Um, I think probably people that are listening to this type of show probably already are <laughs> vigilant. Yeah. I kind of yeah. just think you just... I mean, at the end of the day, no matter what, you have marathoners who drop dead, right? Yeah. So, like, it's it's a process of life, and I guarantee everybody wants to live longer than versus you know die 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 younger. But it's just one of those things that if you try to 
take care of yourself bit by bit and do the little things that the big things are not going to be yeah. as big provided it's not, you know, genetic. Yes. So we do say, you know, be wary of these claims, but, you know, also be wary of the claims on the other side as well. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and this brings us to the next story, which is Amazon Prime mm. has actually pulled some of the um, anti-vaccination videos off of Prime Video. Mm-hmm. Um, amongst them are vaxxed, shoot them up, um, and shoot them up the truth about vaccines, and mm-hmm. we don't vaccinate. Apparently, Democratic rep... Adam Schiff sent a letter to Jeff Bezos really telling him this was irresponsible. Right. Um, they were combating some outbreaks of them, as we talked about it on the, the show prior, the, the mm-hmm. measles mm-hmm. nationwide. And different, actually different, I've seen really around the world have been little outbreaks yeah. of the measles. Where and then there's a, a kid, I think he's either 16, he's suing his parents. Yeah. for um, not vaccinating him. Yeah, and I think he, he went ahead and got vaccinated, mm-hmm. and then he's actually testifying or maybe testified yep. today in front of Congress about mm-hmm. it. So that was interesting. And so, and I, YouTube now is demonetizing videos that are popular with anti-vaccination, and Facebook now is looking into what they can do, kind of suppressing that. So there's also the free speech thing too, right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You're getting into a very slippery, slippery slope because now if you have... Um, somebody like Adam Schiff writing a letter and it's it happens, then what about other things? Like, obviously, you want everybody to, to yeah, be healthy. This is like, to me, it's like, I'm really wary of the danger of saying, telling people what you put out there, your speech has to be censored because right. it's not good for the public. Like, what does that mm-hmm. mean? This situation, yes, because I'm like, this is r- really of the level and nature of importance, I mm-hmm. think. You should be saying, we don't want people to get this misinformation. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, what about the next issue? What oh, is yeah, it's just like, it's, it's going to be a slippery slope. Like, I mean, you have the the thing last week where it's the, the cartoon character that's telling the kids to kill yeah, themselves. Yeah. I mean, that in itself is a whole thing. And, like, obviously you should take that down because it's, you know, causing harm. But it's just like one of those things where... The moment you start doing that, the moment you can do other things, and then it's just like, do we get to the point where it's somewhere like China where it's all censored? Yeah. And and it's scary because at the same time, this is the first time that the media that we have is so pervasive that a a five-year-old can go on YouTube and pick up any video. Oh. And, you know, if you're five watching a video on anti-vaccinations, and that's what you grew up watching, Mm -hmm. you know, you you might just believe that that is... Well, there's more kids that are vegan now. Not to say vegan is bad or good, but there's way more kids... Because they have accessibility to the the media telling them, hey, this is a good thing. Yeah, there's way more kids. It's it's way more, like, acceptable for stuff like that because of all that. The exposure of it. So it's good and bad, but... um, but yeah, on this I, I agree. Do you agree on this, or you 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 still seem a little hesitant about the? Um, it, it's just one of those things because you really don't you really don't know. You have the vaccinations; they're telling you this is the vaccination, yeah. but you don't know. You're not there when it's made, and mm-hmm. yeah, you can assume that it's it's it's. But you order food, right? You know, you don't. Well, that's food. well, that's what you I'm saying. Delivery. You can you, <laughs> yeah. can go, you can go all the way down yeah. the rabbit hole. Yeah. Like you, you're not watching the food at the restaurant, yeah. but they could be like spitting. Yeah. They have, you know, I was at uh, a fast food spot, and you know, the guys weren't wearing the nets. Yeah. And does the net really catch anything? It has <laughs> holes in it, so it's just like you know, there, you can go on the rabbit hole yeah. of all that stuff. So. Um, but what's your final? So, but are, you, are like, do you generally believe the vaccinations? Are initially, safe? initially, I felt like uh, if I were to have kids at that point, um, I wouldn't have vaccinated them. Yeah. But because of this outbreak, um, and you don't see as many kids. Like, if you if you were to break down the percentages, because they're saying these vaccinations are, you know, there's uh, autism and all these other yeah. things. It, you don't see the percentage as great versus. 
people dying from measles, which yeah. is the outbreak. So therefore, it makes more sense to to do it versus to yeah. not do it. And, so, and and for me, it was more of a I kind of believed, but I hadn't really researched it because I didn't need to because right. like I already been vaccinated. But um, and I wasn't getting it for the flu because I just had my own sort of right. But this made me look into it deeper. And then there's just so many studies that support that vaccinations are safe. And I think a recent one came in and said. Um, Part of autism might be attributed to what's happening during in the womb and infections the mother might have during the womb, I think. Yeah. So I think as we see more and more studies about it, it's almost becoming irrefutable, but, you know. Yeah, and the, and the thing, too, is stuff like autism and stuff like that, even the peanut allergies, like, you have to really look at, and I, I definitely don't, I'm sure there's a study somewhere, but you have to really look at the, the foods that we're eating. The foods that we're eating are not the, not the same that they were before. Yeah. Um, just a lot of stuff is not, you know, from um, farm to table. Yeah. So now you're looking at all these things, even all the products that, you know, women are using as far as nail polish and hair products and all the stuff that you're ingesting. Then the environment that you're in. Yeah. So all these things, I honestly believe, play a factor as far as what happens to the child. Yeah. So it's definitely, there's just so many possibilities that, yeah. you know, you can, again, rabbit hole of things. <laughs> so, uh, well, on this one, I think it's a good thing. But, um, you know, of course, if it's causing you any sort of mental stress, you might want to uh, eat your way to mental health. So, <laughs> in a positive manner. They're finding that um, eating more fruits and vegetables can actually be attributed to positive mental I health. I don't understand why this is even a study. This well, is just but this you know, is common knowledge. Well, maybe you... Maybe you'll be, what, happier in the moment, but we don't know that it's going to actually lead to better mental quality, mental health, you know. And so, less depressive symptoms, feeling more vital... You would think it could, but it's important to clinically kind of try to tease it out. <laughs> well, it's one of those things that, like, okay, so if you've been eating crap food for a long period of time, yeah. obviously, if you go and eat fruit or something like that, it's going to be, there's going to be a difference, and you're going to feel miserable, and you're going to want to go to the crap food. Yeah. But if you kind of get that crap food out, and you're kind of balancing it out, then, like, I had um, slices of mangoes yesterday before I went to CrossFit. Yeah. I felt the difference. Like, I yeah. felt the sugar. And I'm, I'm a person that I can definitely go down the sugar hole. Like, I'll have a whole Bunch of shirt, like but, I love sugar. But this is you, West Coast, having a good well, time. Well, yes. I know a lot of people are like, I'm gonna get my big thing of two packs of Domino's, hit the gym, and have the best day of my life. Right. And I'll do that every day. Well, you that's know? what I'm saying. It just depends yeah. on everybody's lifestyle is different. I'm mm. not. Def- I'm not one to preaching that you should do this. Yeah. I know what works for me, but I also see again with food that it's just kind of like, how does eating, you know, two big pizzas. That on top of it, it's Domino's, which is terrible in itself. It's not even quality pizza. Like, how does that benefit you in the long run? So you can do that and go and work out, but the cheese, the clog, like all that stuff. Well, yeah, but I don't know. I would say there was definitely a time where and then on top of that, that equaled happiness to me. And if you'd have said, you would have said, but were you an athlete? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and if you'd have said to There's me, a difference though. No, but if you'd have said to me, um, is that good for your mental health? I'd have been like, yeah, absolutely. But now I'd say like. You know what? It might, I might have been happy in the moment, but I don't think it's good for my long-term mental health. Yeah, but being being a student athlete at that, like at, in university and in high school, like just think about the issues that you're dealing with, well, no, no, mental no. mental health wise. <laughs> yeah. So, if you're a student athlete in high school or in college, the likelihood of you, you know, dealing with bills and taxes mm. and all this other stuff, that's probably not happening unless you. Yeah. 
have a kid. Yeah. But if you don't have that, you're just worrying about yourself. The stress is way less than you adulting. No, no, no I so agree. So then you eating a pizza and working out, on top of that, your metabolism is so much better. It doesn't... But I think play. what happens is you're coping... When you use, like, say in college when you cope with the big, the big pizza and the two pint of ice cream, right. but you're a student athlete or you're just young so you metabolize, right. you don't realize that's a negative coping mechanism and you think that it made you happy. The next day there's no negative result of right. the... Food, cause, and you know, you're, and you're good for the next couple of weeks. So you associate that as like a positive coping mechanism. Yeah, of and course. so then you get to like 25 and 28, and then you realize, well, then you and see, then you get depressed, and you realize, but then you're already in it. So it's like, well, <laughs> I mean, that's where self awareness comes in. It's definitely yeah. something where exactly. you know, I, I think the population itself we're definitely lacking in. That's the but key, then yeah. you see your body gives you, hopefully, your body gives you cues where you can still live from it. Yeah. So like, if the the pizza and the ice cream is the mechanism. Yeah. as far as like you know coping yeah. and then you start gaining weight and then you start gaining weight 10 pounds every year yeah. then you notice like there's going to be an obvious difference oh, between yeah, yeah. you as a 21 year old versus you as a 35 year old well, yeah. some people just don't get it to like 30 pounds in so well like, but that's the thing yeah. but it, as long as you get it right yeah but it's better to get it five pounds in you know well, decrease, it's, I, I, and it's, it's the same thing that's that's what yeah. happened to to me as far as like just lifestyle like yeah. adjusting to the lifestyle like i i was the one who ate you know we had papa john's pizza caesar's pizza five dollars mm. like i ate i made lasagna yeah. lasagna with cheesecake like i i cooked a lot i made a lot but i was also training six hours a day yeah so you know, it wasn't necessarily a coping mechanism. It was just like I could eat yeah. and I was able to eat because I was training a lot. Yeah. And then, you know, you you don't realize it. Like people warn you, but you don't know until you're in. Yeah. And so you don't realize, oh, you can't eat the same. See, and yeah. what I ate, you know, five years ago compared to what I'm eating now is totally different. Like I barely oh, cook now. Oh, of course, now. yeah. But so like it's just some of those things where you, you live and you learn, but it's also you being self-aware and, and self-conscious. And people tend not to do that until they're like, they just give up. Yeah. Like, ah, well, those are my younger days. Like, no, you can still I, come back. I, I was definitely using food to cope. But it, it, and it just took one picture of me that like, I, towards the end of freshman year, I saw one picture and said, oh, okay. That that kind of clicked the self awareness right. of I was using food to cope and now without a shape and now it's like not liking the way I looked and and it started yeah. to go okay wait a minute be aware of these things yeah so. but that's a vanity point and especially with your uh, one of but a vanity point that I think prevented me from using food as a coping mechanism right. that would have led me to being depressed later on oh agreed yeah. but you're also in an advantage because you know how to work out. Yeah, well, you know, and actually, then I didn't know how to work out, I, and that's when I started using portion control because I didn't. But know I thought to, you played like water polo or something. Yeah, like that. but I didn't. I didn't do the gym workouts with the guys because I found I got so tight in the gym I right. couldn't really move the way I wanted. But to But you were the water. like athletic though. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, but, yeah. But I didn't know how to work out in the gym. Well, yeah, I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't care about the gym. Like I didn't yeah. work out in a gym until I graduated. Like I didn't know how to use a treadmill. Yeah. Like I remember the first time I got on a treadmill, I put it on twelve, just thinking, and yeah, yeah. that wasn't the case. Yeah. So I, I think as long as you're like you're um, active. There, that's where yeah. the difference is. You have the, the youth and you have the fact that yeah. you're active. That, that plays different roles. But the self-awareness part is the, the, the key part. And you're also in an advantage when you have been active throughout. Because yeah. there's a lot of people who are in high school and... Yeah, so they're starting kind of like from zero. Or like almost, It's tough to get into shape when you've never really been in shape. And then the yeah. mental part of it, too. Yeah. Because being consistent, consistent is a key for everything. Yeah. If you want 10,000 hours and you want to become a lawyer, you want to become a doctor, or you want to become a host, or you want to become whatever, you put your time into it. If you can't be consistent on your diet and your workout, then, you know, yeah. that's the problem. And so, um, so... Eat more fruit is, <laughs> is the end, is you should the, know is the end goal, right? Um, but this study that they did actually looked at 40,000 people. It was a follow-up to the Australia study they, they did in 2016. That was done in 2016. 
Uh, and they found that even, you know, we know that physical activity can have uh, a great boost for mental health. Mm -hmm. And that one portion of fruit or vegetables actually equals the same sort of mental health boost you'd get from doing a walk seven or eight, um, seven or eight days mm -hmm. a month. So, you so just get used to it. Yeah, That's the problem. And so, and the, and, and the one portion is like a size of a fist. Mm -hmm. So, a fistful of extra veggies and fruit a day, which is not much. So, no. so of course, again, not not to go with the herbalist and say if you have some mental issues, don't go to the doctor and right. get something prescribed. But certainly, if you're just kind of looking to make sure that your mental health is good continuing on, it might be good to add more fruit. Yeah, and the, and I know the common thing is like it's too expensive, but like. Uh, if you can't get it fresh, then frozen, like at least some variation of it, you can get, um, I think it's like 10 for 10, 10, 10 packs of frozen vegetables for $10. Yeah. I mean, it's not all the nutrients, but it's way better than, you know, Sour Patch Kids. Yeah, and I, and I know the budget resolution that they they finally passed did not include if people are on food stamps because they were trying to put a work requirement in, um, mm -hmm. but they didn't put that in. So that at least people for the the short term don't have to worry about that. Um, but yeah, mm. so hopefully administrations will be supportive of efforts for um, people to get food that that need assistance. I don't know. But, there's a lot of things falling through the cracks. <laughs> so we'll see where that goes. We shall see. <laughs> but what else are you working on these days? Anything uh, you're preparing for? I know you always have, like, a fitness goal in mind. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, I finished the 21, day, uh, 21 days back in uh, December. Yeah. And now I am doing calorie counting, which is I, it's helped me before, and I've just been avoiding it because it just sucks. But I've been doing 1,100 calories uh, a day, and that's definitely been... Uh, How long have you been doing that? Um, two or three weeks now. Are you so, noticing like energy levels or? Uh, no, energy levels is never an issue uh -huh. for me because I, I mean VH1. Thank you. Uh -huh. I'm fortunate enough to work out daily, and it's. Or do they have a gym? Well, because I only work one day a week, so oh, I can no. work out daily. And oh, nice, yeah, nice. Thanks, VH1. <laughs> okay. um, but yeah, energy levels is never an issue for me because it's about consistent. And for me, I can't go like two weeks without working out. That's yeah. just not an option. So, um, yeah, I've leaned out a lot. Like, it's less the puffiness. Yeah. Um, so it's working out. It's just, you know, it's just working for me because at one point I was still eating healthy. Like, my version of bad food was, like, a gluten-free pizza with cheese on it. But that pizza at Pizza Rev was, like, 1,200 calories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's one meal. Yeah. Right? Then you add whatever else I eat. Now I'm eating way more than... And, and, and we, give, our, we uh, give ourselves those allowances when we hear those buzz terms, like vegan or gluten-free. Right. We just go, okay. Yeah, and, yeah. You, don't, and you don't watch that stuff. Yeah. So it's like I did... I was not looking for it, even though I know I should have looked yeah. for it. And then it's like, okay, well, look at what you're what you're eating. You're still eating healthy, but the calories that you're putting in is yeah. not. And I think sometimes we have a tendency to go, let me wait till like everything is settled down. Yeah. And I think maybe sometimes I think you were fortunate where things did settle down, but not always. You know. Oh so, yeah. So if things don't settle down, sometimes you got to say, you know what, it's just got to be done. I got, I just got to start. <laughs> yeah. Know? Well, I, I mean, I started, but it was one of those things too. Like, you know, working at TMZ, they had a candy wall, and you know, I was waking up at four. <laughs> o'clock in the morning yeah and so it was like all these sleep deprivation yeah all, all these all these factors which i could have still did that but i just didn't want to yeah and now it's come to the point where it's just like you have all these opportunities and it's like why well, are you going to be the person's like well like i don't want to be mm -hmm. in this process the end of this year yeah so it's just kind of like 
you have the opportunity to do it. You can wake up and go and work out. You get in the way. You get way more than enough sleep now. So it's just like you have this window. And I don't know if I'll ever have this window again. This is probably my last window of doing this. <laughs> so it's just like, you know, enjoy it and, and, and move on. But the consistent part of it is always is yeah. is the key. Yeah, if you're doing something to stay stick to it. They, yeah. they, they found the best diet is the one you stick to. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what, Love & Hip Hop the tea. What's the, is there any fitness tea that we have? Uh, I mean, you have Samaya Reese on there. Um, she was on Love & Hip Hop New York. She's a billionaire now. So she has the tea. She actually has tea, uh-huh. like fitness tea. Um but again, I think a lot of the stuff is like placebos. Yeah. Like I, I noticed uh, yesterday, there's this waist trainer place um, on Instagram. Like they have all the love and hip hop people, and they're like repping it, Erica yeah. Mena and Rashida and all this other stuff. But I think a lot of that stuff is placebos. And if it works for you, then it works for you. Like yeah. they could literally be giving you like a sugar pill and some sweet but tea. But if it's working, keep taking it. If it's, hey, it's working, keep, keep taking it. Then you know it's, yeah. it's not. I don't and not think health, it's, unhealthy. But yeah, yeah, I don't think it's anything that's gonna you know build up and, and kill you. So it's like, and then same thing with the waist trainers. Like you have people on both sides but if you feel like it's working it's yeah. making you sweat more and well, it's not affecting they your inner organs they, i mean yeah the, the thing is are, are they affecting you negatively internally they definitely yeah. work that i saw one lady with a waist she, she was repping the waist trainer it was her waist yeah trainer, but her waist like you could tell it was working yeah yeah, yeah and it depends too because yeah. you have different ones depending on the boning and all this other stuff yeah. so if you get one that's still you know giving versus yeah. the one that literally like sucks everything in and yeah. it's not any give then that's where it's all different, we, but we might need to have a waist trainer expert in here because they, they still are very prevalent. I thought it would be a thing that would kind of pass, but people are still using them to a, to a high degree. Well, I guess it, it, it depends because I have a, I think it's a sweet sweat, sweet sweat one that I used to work out, and that one's pretty good because it's still giving, but it's more the sweat versus like yeah, the waist, trying to like <laughs> right. <laughs> so, but then I also had the corset one that Kim K had years ago, and I was that one was just I was like you can't. <laughs> you can't breathe in this, like, and it was leaving marks on the body, and I was just like, "This is not, this is not abusive. cool." Yeah, so it's just like it just depends. It depends on you know, no matter what era we're, we're always going to have health gimmicks. Yeah. So it's just you know, again, it brings to the consistency part of it. If you're going to do a certain diet, then you know, do it consistently. However, the keto diet, I've heard, I read oh, this study yeah. where for women they shouldn't be taking it because. It um, because it offsets some body odor for women, so it's not a good idea. I, I read will, that article. Good, because I, I didn't want to bring it up, and I read it as well. And I was like, I don't know if I should. Yeah, I'm not about. Odd. Yeah, I'm not about that life. But yeah, so there is. Yeah, other than the keto flu, there are some other keto symptoms you may want to look out yeah, for. So, but and it's just an, uh, it's an unsustainable diet. So so again, if it's you're trying to get in shape for something in particular, it might yeah. work. But if you're looking for long-term success, well, I mean, there's been people on the on the. It's, it's like, like a better version or a different version of the Atkins diet. And I've known people have been on the Atkins diet forever. If, if people are on the keto diet long-term with success, they're modifying it in some way because it, it's really tough to. St- it, it's not even healthy. <laughs> so yeah. oh well, yeah. I mean, that's that's a whole other thing with diets. But um, but yeah, we will have to talk some more. Maybe I'll get someone in here who is a pro keto person so I can. Uh, uh, get some feedback. Yeah, I know a lot of people have lost weight yeah. um, off it. I just don't uh, think with that amount of meat every day with yeah. the clogged arteries and, you know, the fact that the meat is not even um, 
as healthy as it once was. Yeah. Like I was talking, I can't remember where it was, but they're talking about like certain meats from different places where, you know, they essentially like a cow in a certain, like to, there's, there's certain cuts of beef where essentially the cow is like in the house and they massage the cow every day. And the cow is like essentially treated like a king. Oh. <laughs> and then they kill the cow. And the co- of course the cow yeah. is like almost like a, a, a super athlete. So yeah. all the cuts of meat that you get from that cow like is totally lean. And yeah. Lean, yeah. Versus the cows that are just chilling and they're eating, you know, some form of grass and grain and, you know, it's a lot of fat and all this other stuff. So it's different cuts of meat yeah, I, that plays into that. I guarantee people who are on keto are not paying for that cut of meat. Yeah, and we, I, I would love to hear, we'd love to hear from anyone who's on keto long term and if it's worked as prescribed or mm-hmm. if you modified it. Uh, yeah, again, we don't always try it out, but we're on iTunes, we're we on Spotify, SoundCloud. Mm-hmm. Uh, and certainly you guys can leave comments under the YouTube video. Right. And, of course, five stars, awesome comments are appreciated. Yep. <laughs> so, um, but I, I think that's pretty much it for the day. Um, we should do Fit Club with each other every time, too. <laughs> every time? <laughs> Ain't nobody want to hear about us. <laughs> Anyways, um, guys, thank you for joining us. My name is Shaka Smith. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat at Shaka Strong. And you can find me on everything at TK Trinidad. See you guys next week. Ciao. We would like to thank you for tuning in to Black Hollywood Live, the world's first digital broadcast network devoted entirely to urban entertainment and pop culture. Check out our Black Hollywood Live YouTube page for even more great programming and amazing content. And be sure to subscribe and like our channel when you do. I'm your BHL host, Nakia Monet, and you can find me on all social media at Kiki Boom Boom or at Black Hollywood Live. Black Hollywood Live, Hollywood redefined.